following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. And coming to you live on tape on this Thursday, November 11th, game day it is. Usually we are getting this one in the can on Wednesdays, but we revert back to days past where in years uh, ago we used to do it on Thursday for the Thursday night game. We have reverted back to our old form, getting an episode here in on the first Game of Week 10 of the NFL season. Also, big movement day in the NFL as the great Odell Beckham is taking off from Cleveland to the coast. The left coast, that is. Joining the Los Angeles Rams. And meanwhile, Cam Newton, he's getting on the jet and he's flying on down to the homeland. Carolina Panthers, where he entered the league, he will now be returning. So what do you think, Chris? Any of those moves spark your fancy? Any interest? I I really don't care much about Cam Newton in any way, shape, or form. You think he's going to have any impact at all on the 2021 season? I guess it, it, it definitely steadies out Christian McCaffrey's value if he can stay healthy. In regards to gambling, for fantasy purposes, that is, in regards sure. to in regards to gambling, no, I, I doesn't change my perspective on that team. Well, what about I don't the know Panthers about you. trying to get to the playoffs? No, I mean they're I, I, I just I don't know. I, that team is not good. I mean, look, Darnold obviously is crash and burn, and then they got a blessing in disguise here with this back injury. So they didn't have to worry about actually benching him because his back benched himself. So P.J. Walker, who I thought might get the nod, probably will obviously get the nod this week. And who knows if anything is left in Cam's tank. But Carolina is not out of it right now. I mean, Carolina is 4-5. and five. Uh, You know, obviously Tampa Bay at 6-2 and two are probably – a you know, going to win that division. But for the conference, they're in the thick for the thick of it for the wild card. Wild card right now is the Rams at seven and two, the Saints at five and three, Falcons following them at four and four, and then the Panthers at four and five. So they are one, two games out. Yeah. Maybe they get better when they get healthy, but it's not like. That team has really done that. I mean, DJ Moore, they started out 3-0, and so what are they? They're 1-5 since that, right? Right. Well, uh, Avi, they were 3-0, and right? Is it, did you just yeah. say that and I just didn't hear it? I th- I think, yeah. I think they were 3-0. They were 3-0. They were, they're, they're, they were definitely 3-0. So, yeah, they're 1-5 since. They're, they're going in the wrong direction. I, I think DJ Moore was supposed to take a step forward and supposed to be that elite receiver that everyone talked about. Uh, he hasn't done anything. Again, quarterback uh, issues. Yeah, I, you could always. You, I mean, Brian Burns, the guy on defense, they're like Brian Burns is half. solid. 
He's hurt. Yeah, well, he's banged up, but I'm saying he's solid. He's had a good year. Yeah, well, that's what I was trying to say. Like, Brian Burns is their number one pass rusher. He's banged up. Shaq Thompson, their number one. He just uh, came back. He just came back. So, like, it depends. McCaffrey's been out for, what, three of the past four weeks? I don't remember. Well, he got injured there in week four, right, versus Texans? That Thursday night game? I like maybe if they no, all get healthy, Thursday, whatever. Um, I don't, I don't. They, their defense is okay. It's their okay. defense is okay. They have skill position players. Quarterback is kind of the biggest question mark. They it's probably the should have stuck. They probably should have stuck with Bridgewater, right? I mean, in hindsight, yeah, yeah. Get, give a second year to him. Yeah. But he's not he's not dynamic. He's not Matt Rule dynamic. Matt Rule's a college coach. He wanted somebody young who like can move around and uh, Darnold Darnold sucks. Obviously Darnold Darnold sucks. But reality, uh they're in the NFC. NFC is very good. I'm surprised because I have heard a lot of rule pushback in the recent past here. Where a, a lot of media folk are not a big fan of Mr. Rule, which I thought was surprising, because I thought he's a pretty good coach. Uh, I'm sure he's fine. I mean, he's he's not. It's, <laughs> you're, it's you're very sure he's tough. fine. Okay, I, I'm sure. I mean, good he's take. an NFL coach. There's only 32 <laughs> of them. So hot take, I'm sure Chris Eggy. I guess he's good. He reality, he's not good. If you're going to base wins and losses from, on the coach, then yeah, no, he's he's not so good. But um, obviously, they see something in him that they want to keep him around, regardless of the decisions he's making. Well, so. he's not like Joe Judge, right? Joe Judge has oh, had Jesus. two years of disaster. You is, know, is I mean, this, Matt Rule is this is the not... Giants? Is this Giants Network we're talking here, or we're talking? No, I'm I'm, I'm comparing two college coaches that well. Two rookie coaches, rookie in the sense that it's earlier in their career, who have entered the league and have not really made a good thumbprint on either of their teams. However, I think one is doing astronomically better than the other, right? If you had to say Matt Rule versus Joe Judge, both second-year coaches here, I think we could both say that Matt Rule is doing way better than Joe Judge is, no? Uh, no, I, I, listen, if you take any one of those coaches and replace Cliff Kingsbury with those guys, we would be having the same conversation about Cliff Kingsbury. If he was the Giants coach or if he was the Panthers coach, it's uncomparable. Do they, there's no talent there. The, the Giants can't stay healthy. They have zero that how many games in the past two years that Joe Judge has coached? Has he had all of his weapons oh, and man. his defense? Here we go with the experience. It, with with the excuses, I can't. I I, I can't even. The, I, I forgot to mail you that. I forgot to mail you the GL rant on Giant fans, but it was along the same lines. Like, yeah, sure, but everybody gets injuries. Granted, the Giants' injuries have been a little over the top. Fine. I, my argument with the Giants and their seasonal play wouldn't be the injuries as much as some of the other things. I mean, the the, the team just looks. 
completely disjointed. I, the Panthers look like they have a bad quarterback. You know, that, that's the difference I'm trying to say. You watch one team, and you're like, wow, these guys have any clue what the hell they're doing at any given time? And you watch the other team, and you're like, oh, they got a shitty quarterback. If they could fix that, maybe they'd be okay. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I just look at look at, and I don't I, think I Cam just, Newton's the answer to that either. So no, I, no, no. I look at I and you know I'm looking at the Cardinals because the Cardinals are playing the Panthers. So uh, you know the way I look at it is when you take Kyler Murray away from Arizona, look what happened when he got hurt last year. Arizona was a bottom. They started out like seven and one, and they finished like six and or four and something. Like they they were horrible without the talent. Right. Well, he busted up his shoulder in the Eagle game, Thursday night Eagle game or Thursday night Seattle game. Mm, yeah, Thursday night. S- I think it was Seattle. Seattle. But whatever it was, he wasn't the same after that, and everything no, went was, downhill. And everything went downhill. And now him and Hopkins are hurt again. And I don't know how Colt McCoy. I mean, their defense won that game last week, but Colt McCoy and them went into and John Connor. I mean. <laughs> Just blowing the fuck up. He went yep. nuts. He the went Terminator. Nuts. Terminator. He was a uh, he was a good pickup by Pocket Aces in yeah. week two or three. Although I yep. had him on my bench last week because. Uh, yep. Are we are we talking Terminator? Or are we talking about James Connor? John Connor, James Connor. It's the same difference. The Connor uh, I'm talking about blew up last week. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But it's John he's Connor, also, right? Did I say James Connor? It's James. it's James Connor, and I said John Connor. Yes. Whatever. The Connor guy. Yeah, the Connor guy. I thought you were reverting back to the days when you loved Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Oh, I do, and I liked the first one too. Everything after that went right off a cliff. It was just completely garbaggio after Terminator Two. However, it's funny because when I was younger and actually trying to work in the sports media field, I would have had a field day with me fucking up names at the rate that I do. I would have had a field day. Oh, that fucking guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Now I'm just saying James Conner, Jobs Conner. I don't give a shit. Anyway, uh, what about the other signing, that being OBJ? Does that do anything for you? No, it just adds another weapon. I, I don't think it changes the, their trajectory. An They're, odd signing, right? For Los yeah, Angeles? Just, I, I don't know. They don't. They have Van Jefferson. They, they gave up Deshaun Jackson, essentially, for Odell Beckham. Right? What does it do? I don't understand what it does that they couldn't do before. I'm hoping it takes away the double coverage from Cooper Cup. I, I, I guess, but that's the thing. Right now, Cooper Cup and OBJ, because... Cup plays the slot quite a bit, right? Bobby Trees is on the outside. Van Jefferson is, you know, slot Y. He's your he's your WR four. Yeah, you know, I just I, I don't know. I can't. And the Rams look. It, I sound like Biden. Look, look. Uh, the Rams fans have got to get ready for a a day of reckoning here. Because you can't just keep signing all these guys and trading picks, although this didn't cost them anything outside of the signing because it was free agency. But you can't just keep doing this and mortgaging picks future and future salary cap and not have the day of reckoning. It's They're, it's, not, they're not worried about that. I, well, they're worried about winning, right? But you have to win. 
You do all this shit and you don't get anything. Look, they went to the Super Bowl. I said, look again. I, you, they went to the Super Bowl. Was it three years ago or two years ago? Mm, now I can't remember. Three years. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Pat's Rams the, was twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, maybe. Well, it was Early. it was KC the past two years, right? 2018 season. That so it had to be three two, years ago. Right, 2018 season. Right, because it was KC, KC. When uh, they was won, they amazing. lost. Right. But, I mean, look, they, they tried to patch everything together for that run and then the following two years, and they're still, I, I mean, you know, I guess they're the number one wild card seed, but they are not in control of the division, and then you lose a game like last week to Tennessee. Yeah, but Tennessee's been playing amazing. Yes, they have. Granted, G- give the team credit where it's due. But yeah. all my point is, my point is just I don't understand why they added a piece such as Beckham because I don't necessarily know if it's going to have a net positive effect for that offense. They couldn't have generated similar results with the squad they had. I don't think he's going in there to be a number one wide receiver. I think he's signing with that team. <laughs> well, he, he, bullshit. There's no way OBJ is like, yeah, I'm going there to be the three. Well, he had his, he had his pick of the litter and it's, that's who, that's who he chose. So McVay promised him whatever he wants to promise him. He, he could have promised him an opportunity to win a ring and that's it. You know? Sure. I again. I thought the spot for him would have been New England. That's where I Why? thought it doesn't matter. This this is that's that's pointless. To uh, I, I I thought it was such a good fit. I, I thought it would have been great for Mac Jones. I thought it would have been great for that offense, and he could have gotten balls thrown to him left and right all game long. It doesn't matter. He can't even stay healthy. So this is all. We can have this discussion in a year from now, and maybe. I'll stand corrected, but he is 29 years old. I, I, I sure, dare I say past his past his prime. No, you could say it. Not dare you full, say. And full full of injuries. He just he show me 16 games in a row, and that I I mean, is he going to be the next Randy Moss when Randy Moss? Everyone thought he was washed up, and he went to New England when he had Tom Brady. Well, like maybe, I don't know if people thought he was washed up. I think everybody thought he was just done, right? I, I you know, I mean, that, what's Randy, the difference? Well, it's Randy, the same thing. No, no. I mean, Randy Moss's body was fine. It was just his attitude. Everybody thought he fucking quit. He was just done with it. And then he went to New England and just lit the place on fire because well, he had Tom Brady. He had Tom Brady. He had the greatest quarterback of all time. Right, so. but his body was also still a hundred percent. Right, he was fine. He was fine. He he did that for like a year or two, and then he was done. Well, the attitude caught up with him again, right? I mean, for Randy Moss, the the only thing that limited his lifetime statistics was his attitude. Because had he had Jerry Rice's attitude, work ethic, and the rest of it... He He was one of the greatest I've ever seen. He was incredible. Randy Moss was easily the greatest I ever saw. Yeah, he, he was just so good. I mean, Rice obviously worked his tail off way more 
than Moss, but on a pure talent perspective and potential. Yeah, raw talent, Randy yeah. Moss was incredible. And I know that people try to throw Megatron up there, and I can't. He, he I, was very good too, but he wasn't Randy Moss. He wasn't Moss. Not I don't think Moss was. I don't think Moss was hurt that much. Calvin Johnson was always hurt. Calvin Johnson was banged up all the time, but um, all the time, just like Julio Jones was was one of the best I've ever seen, but he just always hurt. Still, if you were having a fantasy of all-time drafts, I'm picking Moss as my wide receiver one every single time. 100%. Right? It's not even a question. He was the first wide receiver I ever had in in fantasy back in 2001. He was like the greatest first year that I, I started fantasy when I was in your league. He was my – Culpepper was my quarterback and Moss was my wide receiver. Moss was was just so good. I laugh thinking back to how good he was because he just used to outrun everybody and outjump the rest. It was fantastic. He always got separation. I I mean, he was just so good. It's just his attitude sucked. And now he's part of that ESPN crowd, which crew, which is really weird because if there was one person I never thought was going to be a media guy after his retirement was Randy Moss. No way. No way. I just think he has. I think he has the in. I just. I think he has like that. I think he has the name. I still don't think he's good. If you watch him on on TV, but I, that's I his in. It's like everybody. His in. No, his in is being Randy Moss. Like he's, you know, Jerry. Rice, I'm sure they would have Jerry Rice on there, but Jerry Rice probably just doesn't want to do it. Moss was like, "Yeah, I'll do this. This, this sounds great." Yeah, possibly. And there's going to be a whole new division of uh, of. Well, a whole new set of outlets for ex-players to go and be media superstars. Because if you haven't read all the articles, all of these sports books are creating all sports networks of their own. And they're going and hiring every single outcast from ESPN and the likes to come you know, work at their station. So Trey Wingo, I think, is working for Caesars now. I think uh, Bet Win is trying to land, or Win is trying to land uh, Jim Rome. Uh, somebody else just got signed by Caesars, and I can't remember who. Uh, but, but, but I just read the article yesterday. Uh, whatever it is, ah, forget it. Anyway, um, all right, we got uh, we digress there. But those, uh, like I said, Week Ten, Thursday night. It's the first game of the week tonight, and also a big day of movement in. The NFL. So, all right, with, with all that said, let's uh, get into it here. First down. First down. So, we will start off with our gambling update. And last week, it was nothing but losers. I shouldn't say that. We got a, some winners in there, but the ones that would have made us a bunch of money didn't come through. So, for me, I had a teaser that ended up losing. Uh, Dallas and the Rams I had in there, and they both tanked. I did hit on the New England straight-up bet, so I ended up breaking even, and that left me at $1,000 still. Uh, $1,000 down and $1,000 in the kitty, so $2,000 overall. As for you, Christopher, the Eagles screwed you, as did the Dallas Cowboys. No good, either of them. Cowboys got me. Cowboys got you. Uh, Eagles got you as well, but you did hit one tease. You had Baltimore, Philly, Tennessee, and Kansas City. That one was good, so you ended up breaking just a little bit above even, right? $60? Yeah. So, 65 bucks, I think. 
60 bucks. So I am at 1030, uh, 1000 down, and you are at 3360. So you're almost at 3400 30, yeah. off your yep. initial 1000. So you're still in that triple your money category. So that's where we are for our gambling. And as for the rest of the stats, we'll just try to rip through this real quick. The Super Picks. Well, I was 3-2. and two. You were 3-2. and two. You're still smoking me there at 62% while I am 44, which is my old football number. 44%. But, again, not good enough to stick with Mr. Christopher Eggie at 62%. Uh, the Pick'em-All games, the big game that we play, I was 6-8. and eight, You were 5-9, and nine, so I bested you at least for the week. But you are still beating me. You are 66-66 and 66 and even 500 uh, I am not. I'm about 12 games under. The money pros, the, the pros, the Joes, the Sharps, nobody was good last week. Everybody was under 500. The over-unders, I was 1-1. One one. You were 1-1. One one. That makes me 8-10 for the year. You are 7-11, so we're almost even there. Survivor Knockout, we both got smoked last week. I had KC as my survivor, and that was good. You had the Colts for your survivor. That was good. But our knockouts went the other way. I had Jacksonville. And then who did you have for your knockout? The Falcons. Falcons. That did not work out as the Falcons turned around and won. Go figure. So that is all of our own personal bets. We will flip over to the stats. The Dogs won last week. They were 9-5. They won six of those nine games outright. Those teams, Atlanta, the Giants, they beat your Raiders. Woohoo! The Browns, Jacksonville, of course, the shocker of the week that busted a whole bunch of uh, uh, survivor pools. Denver and Tennessee. Uh, as for home dogs, they were 2-2. Two and two. The Giants and Jacksonville won. Carolina and Philly lost. So on the year, there is really no edge with any home dogs. They are 23-24 and 24 on the year. So games that had movement in them. This week, the pros had a bunch of money that they made on their late week movement because they were 9-3 and three on the games that moved over the week. The Joes were nothing. They were 6-6. Six and six. But the games that the pros and Joes both picked that had the money flow their way or the tickets flow their way together, they were Indianapolis, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Chargers, and Tennessee. So there you go, Jacksonville. Jacksonville saw love as the week went on, and sure enough, they came in. And then the losers, Carolina, Cincinnati, and Houston, they were all poopy. Over under 7-7, seven and seven, teases. The dogs were the story of the teases. They were 12-2. and two. Dogs, I mean, just mopping it up this year. They're 72% on the year with all of their teases. Elsewhere, everything else was a couple of games over 500. Again, it's all about dogs and unders for the tees. The overs and the favorites, eh, not so much. And then you have the halftime leads. They were 10-3 and three last week, so they were undefeated two weeks ago. They had a rough week last week, but then last week it came back down. Uh, they went back up to normal with uh, Vegas, Minnesota, and Philadelphia being the three teams that couldn't hold on to their halftime leads, and that was it. So buys are nothing, 0-1 and 0-1. So that is all of the updates for the week. We now venture into week 10. 
Uh, I saw two games that I thought were worthwhile talking about. I'll throw them up. Let me know if you have interest as well. And those games would be the 1 o'clock game between the Pats and the Browns and the 4 o'clock game with the Packers and the Seahawks with the return of Russell Wilson. But Yeah, the, pa- the Packers game is very interesting. Pats, not so much for you? Because we could do any of them. Any of the games. Yeah, the, the Pats game is tough. I, I, I don't know which – I've been going back and forth on that for a couple days now. I don't – with. We could talk about both of them. It's good. Yeah, let's start with the Pats game. All right. Well, here we go. We got seven games this week. We've got seven games at 1 o'clock. We've got four games at 4 p.m. We've got five home dogs and five double-digit spreads. And we will start off with that Patriots game. Second down. And so we will fly up to New England where the Patriots will be hosting the Browns. The Patriots are 5-4 and four on the year. The Browns also 5-4 and four on the year. And you want to know what they are against the spread? They're both 5-4. and four. I mean, what? Everything's 5-4 and four in this game. So the Patriots right now are going to be the home favorite. They are favored by 2.5 points. The over-under in this one is 45. You want to go to the DVOA standings. New England's offense is 21st in the league. Cleveland's defense is 12th. Cleveland's offense is 5th, and New England's is 5th. What? We got another matching uh, number there with the Cleveland offense and New England defense, so we've got a lot of numbers matching in this game. Anyway, the Sharps are going to come in on the Browns. The money is heftily on the Pats at 74%. Tickets slightly leaning toward New England at 54%. So, all of that said, I think the the one thing that caught my eye the most that gave me a little trepidation on picking the Pats, who I really do love and I think they're playing really well, is that Cleveland's offense is ranked fifth, right? But their run offense is first in the league, while New England's run defense is 17th. And this, again, is all DVOA. So what Cleveland does best, New England doesn't defend good. Meanwhile, New England's offense, their rushing offense is 17th, and New England's rush defense is 5th. So Cleveland does really good what New England's doesn't do well, but it's still the better of their two because their their pass offense is 21st. So I really want to go with New England, and then I see this kind of stuff, and I'm like, ah, man, I I don't know anymore. And then all of a sudden, Nick Chubb goes out with COVID-16. So I don't know COVID-16. What the hell is COVID-16? COVID-19? Yeah, same thing. Different years. Yeah, COVID COVID sixteen was from. Yeah, nobody cared about COVID sixteen because 1982. Well, no, COVID sixteen would have been twenty sixteen, right? Because COVID nineteen is twenty nineteen. Anyway, uh, whatever. So back to what we were talking about here is now with him being out with COVID nineteen, they're going to have to go back to. What's the uh, clown that they picked off off the scrap heap and had a hundred and uh, you know a thousand yards in that br- the Bronco game that Thursday De-Ernish, night three weeks De-Ernish ago? Johnson. Dearness Johnson, right? So they're going to have to you know cook him up and uh, throw him in the microwave, heat him up for this game if Chubb can't get on the field. Now he is vaccinated, so he just needs the two negative tests within forty eight hours, and he's good to go. So we'll see. All of that said, I'll kick it to you. I think I'm still leaning New England, but I, I, I just don't know. 
there's a lot of variables here that I still need to find out where they land. Specifically, Chubb. Because I like Chubb in the game a lot more than I like uh, Dernish Johnson or whatever. Yeah, this is going to be one of those games I think that you wait until Sunday afternoon to actually... Like, they're not going to be in any of my parlays. I I just... I'm too nervous until I know Chubb's out, Dernish Johnson's in. Belichick is at home, you know, and, and Baker... Landry didn't practice today, and uh, Miles uh, Garrett's the, also banged up. The other, the other wide receiver, uh, uh, Peoples Jones, he didn't practice today. It's crazy. Their whole team is is hurt. Well, I, I mean, that's I everybody. How. If you looked at the if you looked at the injury list this week, there are a lot of games where there's a ton of people that are out this week. Yeah, I know. But I, obviously, the two big names are. It's going to be. Baker with that sh- shoulder continuing throughout the year, and then Miles Garrett because I, I mean he's probably the best player on the entire team. Yeah, Miles Garrett is very good. They think I read an article today that said they think he's going to go though. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. However, every injury you know getting late in the week is something of note. So I, I mean Chubb is to me. Let's let's do this two ways. Let's say Chubb plays. Right. Let's say Chubb plays, Garrett plays, and Mayfield play. Chubb plays, Mayfield plays. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think Chubb's Chubb's the, the game breaker. Without him, I don't you what makes them so good is is the ability to have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb take the pressure off of Mayfield. And so it, it opens up those lanes down the field. And without Hunt and without Chubb, you're going with a, a – I mean, the guy was – what? He was a star in the XFL or wherever – the CFL, wherever they got him. AFL, right? Wasn't it the AFL? Oh, well, yeah. It could have been. It was. The, I, I believe it was the AFL. Right. Um, so, yeah, he did great against the Broncos on, on Thursday night football. It wasn't at New England, right? <laughs> like, it wasn't no, against Bill Belichick. Nor was it and, against Bill Belichick. Right. So, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I'm leaning New England in this game. Mainly, you know what? Even if all those guys were playing, I still think the Patriots would be favored. I, yeah, I, I do too. What's funny is that while the Nick Chubb injury scares me from picking the Browns, I don't know if losing Harris and Stevenson, if they can't go because of they, they can't get through the concussion protocol. I'm not sure that losing them impacts my feeling on the Patriots that much. Right? Like, no. Chubb is a bigger loss in the backfield than Stevenson and Harris. Because, I, get, I mean, New England's done this 8 million ways, right? They throw Bolden in there. They just change the offense a little bit. They do a little something different. Like I can't believe that they are one game out of first place in the AFC East. Because they're good. They're good, and if Mac Jones could throw a better deep ball, they would be sick. I we talked about this last week. I, I know. don't think it's I don't think it's Mac Jones. I think it's they don't have a, a a receiving threat. Jacoby Myers is not the answer. Kendrick Bourne is not the answer. Again, uh, this is why I talked about Beckham last week going there because I thought it would have been great. But. Yeah, I know. I don't agree with that, but that is what it is. 
they can't they can't draft wide receivers. We all know what happens when that happens. They they need they're going to need to convince a free agent, a real good free agent, or a, through a trade to to come play there. The running game's fine. They that Ramondre 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 Stevenson is going to be good. Yeah, I know. I like years. him better than Harris. Yeah, he is. He's more dynamic. Yeah, he just he has a lot more explosion. I, Harris is more of the grinding power back, but he he gets hurt all the time because he's small. He's small. He's a small dude. He's not, you know, he's no Legarrette Blunt, right? Legarrette Blunt was just a beast. That's why he had twenty touchdowns oh that one. Talk about Legarrette Blunt as a beast. <laughs> where he was they? a big. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Where where have the running backs gone? That were he Le was Garrett like th- Blunt is a reference. Well, he was Thunder. He's the same size as, like, Henry. Yeah, same I know. Same size I, as Derrick Henry. I, I'm just saying, like, of all the backs. Well, I guess because Blunt was a was a Patriot back. Right. I'm, I'm exactly. Just, I'm thinking of, of bruising backs, and I, I don't know where look at But that's what makes... Into my memory banks. Speaking of Thunder and Lightning, that's what makes Derrick Henry so good, is that he is not only a monster, but he's so fast, too. Right, but I don't think he's a monster. I, I, he's a pretty big dude. He's a big dude, but I'm just saying he's not a he's not a Mike Allstott, Christian Akoya, running people over type back. He's pretty big. Oh, he is pretty big. I'm just saying, you know. I mean, yeah, sure. He he pounds a he he pounds a safety and a cornerback every here and there. But I mean, his thing is more along the lines of. Running consistently, I think we covered this in a podcast or two ago. I don't want to go down it again, but it's like you know, by the time the third and the fourth quarter comes around, the defense is slowed down and he's still going, and then he yeah. rips a sixty-yard run. Right? I mean, well, I mean, his lifetime average is ridiculous. I heard it on a podcast the other day. I mean, he averages, like, I don't know, four point eight yards a carry for his career or something crazy like that. Yeah, like that's that's insane. He fantastic back. Uh, the only point I was trying to make was that when I think of bruising, punishing backs, Legarrette Blunt doesn't really come to mind until way later, and Derrick Henry doesn't come to mind at all. I, he, fantastic back. It's just not the way that I think of him. I, I think of him completely differently. But whatever. So we got the Pats and the Browns. Let's get back uh, on the field here, and with the Patriots favored by two and a half. Again, I like I like Belichick in this spot at home versus a banged up Baker who I still don't believe in. You know the Browns have come up in spots here though and have played better than I have given them credit for. I, I think fully healthy, they probably have the more talented roster, but I'm going with the Pats here. Yeah, me too. Right. I just I don't even think it's it's a question until we get word on. Uh, I'm surprised that it. The spread's not even higher. I know that New England doesn't score points, but without those players, like without Chubb or Garrett, like we don't we don't have confirmation on any of these guys yet. No, I know. Well, I, I, I'm interested to see if the sharps stay on the Browns. That's Friday, where they are right now. It'll change. It'll change after the Friday practice report. Yeah, you know, tickets obviously haven't really taken a side. They're leaning the Pats. The money's big on the Pats right now. The Sharps are on the other side. I'm interested to see how this game changes over the week. So the Eggy brothers are on the Patriots. And then we will head out to Green Bay 
where at 4 o'clock or 4.20, 4.15, whenever the hell they kick off the 4 o'clock game, after the 1 o'clock games all wrap up, you will see the Packers host the Seahawks. The Packers are at 7-2 and two on the year. The Seahawks are at 3-5, and five, but they have battled the biggest injury you can have, and that is to your quarterback, especially when that quarterback is the great Russell Wilson. Anyway, so the Seahawks are 3-5. and five. As for against the spread, Packers are 8-1, and one, so they're actually better against the spread than they are on the year, which is tough, being 7-2, and two, but they are 8-1 and one against the spread, while the Seahawks are 5-3, and three, so the Seahawks have done good this year against the spread. The spread right now is 3.5 in favor of the Packers. The over-under is 49.5, and, and these two teams combined... <laughs> have combined for a record against the over of, wait for it, 3-13-1. So these two teams never hit their overs. But at 49.5, I don't know, maybe they can get there. That's not that. That's not a lot of points here. Uh, anyway, but these two teams, 3-13-1 against the over. The over is right now 49.5 points. Sharps coming in on the Seahawks. The tickets and the money are on the Packers. 56% of the tickets, 62% of the money. So Green Bay, I imagine this line is with is with uh, what's his face? A pissy face is with uh, Aaron Rodgers, right? Because yeah, it has to be. If it wasn't for him, it, you know, unless the line was uh, Jordan Love versus uh, Geno Smith, which maybe it would still be minus three. Uh, and a half. I think no. I think this line will swing big time on Sunday morning if they find out Saturday he's still positive. Right, but as far as I have heard, and I imagine this line is a Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson, which is the only reason that I threw this game in here for us to talk about. So let's assume that that is the deal. Uh, otherwise, we're just going to be you know flapping the gums for no reason here. So what do you think? Green Bay in this one, Seattle in this one. Does Russell have a big, big return? Yeah, I, I, I kind of go with the last statement. I, I like that the best. I, I think that Russell Wilson, we all know, man, he's that dude is dedicated to this game. He, he loves football. He, that was the first game he ever missed, right? I, that's, that's what I heard. Uh, when he first got injured, I don't remember. I do remember yeah. how awful that injury was. That was really gross. <laughs> yeah, it was he, gross. He came back pretty fast, though. It's only been, what, five three. weeks? I was going to say three weeks. Well, he got injured. Uh, I don't know. It was a Thursday night game, right? It was, uh, I don't know. I, it wasn't as long. They said six to eight weeks, right? And it hasn't yeah. been six to eight weeks. So No, no. They were talking about him shutting him down for the year. And then all of a sudden, it's week 10. Yeah, well, you knew it wasn't going to be the entire year because I that would have shot their entire season. They they were going to no. get him out there the best they could, uh, but I'm surprised it hasn't been that long. Well, anyway, when when he does get on the field, there Seattle's offense currently is ranked eighth, and Green Bay's defense is sixteenth. So, and it it's been their passing offense. Believe it or not, even with Geno Smith in, in there, the Seattle's offense DVOA is fifth in the league. Which that is crazy. Doesn't make sense. That's it, a fact. Hashtag fact, buddy. Hashtag I still, fact. I still can't see it. I like from a, from a, an eye test. I don't see that. Well, look, they they have big hitting plays. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. I mean, Metcalf is a physical specimen. I don't know if he's a fantastic wide receiver, but he's okay. 
you know, he, he can get long. Um, you know, and lock it the same deal. Now you're going to get Wilson back in there, and that allows those guys to function that much better because, I mean, let's face it, Geno Smith is not great. Uh, and meanwhile, Green Bay's uh, passing defense is 12th, which is actually better than I, I would think out of them because I really don't think of them as a solid defensive team and definitely not their secondary. But um, they battled some injuries uh, in that secondary over the year. I think that they're going to be good to go this week. I just don't, I, I don't, as much as I love Green Bay, I just don't see this game playing out to their advantage. I think uh, the only thing they got going for them is that they're home, and that's obviously important to Rodgers, but... They're going to get David Bakhtiari back. Yeah, but when you don't practice, I get, I, I don't know, I'm a big proponent of teams doing well when their players practice. And... Rodgers has been away from the facilities for two weeks now. That's kind of a big deal. He's 39 years old. That's yeah, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's pissy-faced, but he knows the league like the back. I mean, he's been in the league not as long as Brady, but right, he's the probably the second eldest quarterback in the league. Brady and Rodgers? Starting. You mean starting quarterback? Starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, you're not going to throw uh, – Whatever from Washington, Brian Hoyer, <laughs> right? Ryan. Or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, no, I'm talking about starters here. He might be. Yeah, I guess he is. Now that I think about it, you know, or Ben Roethlisberger might be there too. Oh, Big Ben. Ben. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ben Big Ben. Might be. Big Ben. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, look, if there is one thing that Rogers has going for him, coming cold off the bench here for two weeks. Uh, well, one game, two weeks' time, is that Seattle's defense sucks. <laughs> They're not good. They're 23 overall, 24th against the pass, right? So if there's a team that Rodgers wants to come back from his illness and maybe not have a lot of practice and go up against, Seattle's defense secondary is going to be the way to go, which is funny because... I mean, hell, they made that big trade for the two ones to get Jamal Adams, and he definitely has not uh, created the uh, Hit Squad Two or what are the uh, Legion of Doom Part Two that yeah, the they insinuated that boom. he would Legion of Boom Part Two. Yeah, I, you're right. Their defense is really bad. In Green Bay, I wonder how cold it's going to be there. What's the weather? Do you know what the weather is going to be like? I actually, there? yeah, I did. I, I had the the weather up, and it seemed like it was going to be cold and not rainy uh, per se, but a typical Green Bay winter type weather. Um, I had it up here in a second, but I can't find it. But I, I think it was going to be colder. Do you I, think that's going like- to have an impact? I don't know. You never know. People don't like to go to Green Bay and play in the cold. That sucks. Yeah, but Russell <laughs> like Wilson that. plays in Seattle. Seattle's not a nice, nice uh, venue to play at either. It's you know, it's not a dome, so he plays. It's in not the as cold. Seattle's cold. I mean, it's, it's not as cold. Rainy. It might be rainy. It's not nearly as cold. I don't know. I really, I like Seattle. I, I, I I'm, I'm not usually that opposed to betting on Green Bay. Maybe Green Bay wins the game. 36 degrees, 18% chance of snow, by the way. First snow game. Snow coming in. 
Maybe, maybe. I don't. I like three and a half. I love three and a half spreads. Like I, I, I'll. I'm more apt to pick the underdog at three and a half than I am the the favorite. You know, I love like that's a field goal. I, you can definitely see this game coming down to a field goal. I I wanted to go with Seattle so bad, and my first initial gut was to go with the Seahawks, and then I flipped and I took the Packers. I, yeah. I just I don't I don't trust the Seahawks defense. But I mean, late dog cover three and a half. You know, getting above that three sucks. It makes for a, a shitty line to pick the Packers. Regardless of what your statistics say over there, Green Bay's defense isn't that good either. No, it's not. I mean, they just picked up Jalen Smith from the Cowboys and then turned around and then cut him. Why'd you yeah, get him? He, he's him obviously up? he obviously has knee issues still that he shot. Nobody, he's done. that nobody's talking about. Yeah. Which is a shame because that kid was incredible in college. Yeah, but what's crazy is Dallas gave him all that money. And he was playing well. So what happened? I, I just I, I can't I can't Listen, I can't it. I can't do you know They either I, gave I, him the money out of kindness or his play just really fell off. Now I, I've watched Cowboy games, but I haven't watched and focused on Jalen Smith enough and I don't subscribe never. to PFF or any of that stuff. So it's impossible. It's impossible to figure out defense. I, and and if we're going to get into fantasy, like the kid, the kid I've had on my team from Philadelphia, who is the second leading tackler in the NFL, and then they bench him. The kid Singleton, Alex Singleton. I know, I know. Well, I, I've seen him because he's gotten cut in, in a couple of my IDP leagues, and I'm like, what? I, yeah, well, because right, exactly, because he got benched. I know for, I, well, for I, a, after being the second leading tackler. So when it, you make that analogy to to Dallas and Jalen Smith, obviously statistics aren't enough for them. Maybe he's missing. Maybe he does have you know degenerative knee. Well, that's kind of like problems. Alec Ogletree, right? Alec Ogletree had monster numbers in monster for in St. Louis at the time. Now Los Angeles Rams is who I'm talking about. And then the Giants go out and get him, and it, you know, it was a com- complete and utter disaster because he couldn't cover. All he did was make tackles, and he didn't make that many of them. It was just the defensive statistic can get warped. Uh, I agree. That's with, like, I agree that's with like, you there. Perryman from the Raiders, who you picked up. Yeah, he gets monster tackles, man. <laughs> he's yeah, but he's horrible, but he's horrible on defense. Yeah, All he does is he just gets tackles. Zach Cunningham. Well, same thing with, with, with Littleton, right? So whether it's Perryman or Littleton, same they're both the same thing. So they're both going to get in there, and they're both going to get tackles. You know, they're, they're yep. stuck right now. They're not going to make any changes now. Kudos to me. So anyway, so I ended up going with the Packers here. Uh, I'm going to take Rodgers at home. Uh, I'm going to take the weather, which I don't think really is a big deal. I'm just taking Rodgers at home versus a a weaker defense. Uh, I I do like the Seahawks, though. I'm not a confident Green Bay picker, but for the purposes of the podcast, I'm going Green Bay. I'm going to go Seattle. You're going to go Seattle on this one? Okay. So we're on opposite ends there. Yeah, I, I can see Seattle. You know, it, it's a tough, it's a tough game to pick. That is for sure because both these teams can pull pull it off. So, all right, those are the two big games. Let's rip down the rest of the docket. Third down. 
and we will start with the Thursday night game, which is tonight. Ravens versus the Dolphins in sunny Florida, which is actually rainy, right? That's what I heard was the most recent forecast. Tonga Viola is the question mark in this one because his, his finger is all banged up and they're not sure with the rain if he's going to be able to hold the ball, so it might be Brissett. Yada 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 yada. Anyway, it's, it's just been it's been drizzling. It hasn't been anything serious, right? Well, I, I, enough that I guess it has become a factor in the Tua starting in the game, uh, you know, storyline. So yeah. the Ravens right now the road favorite. Eight and a half is the newest updated spread. The over-under is 46 and a half. The Sharps coming in on the Dolphins. Meanwhile, the tickets all over the Ravens at 78% and the money now around 55%. So I am, I man, I don't want to take the Dolphins and I am. I don't like the eight and a half. Uh, the Ravens play all these games tight. They they never blow out a team. This would be the team to do it to because the Dolphins really have not had a lot of things going for them. It's been a rough 2021 for them. So I could see this game getting out of hand, but 8.5 is too much for a Ravens team to me that just doesn't seem to blow teams out. Everybody on the radio is with you in that, by the way. Everybody's saying that the... Ravens just played 88 or 90 plays in overtime and they're coming back on a short week. Don't be shocked if the the Dolphins win the game outright. I don't agree with that. I, I can't see. This is a I mean if you want if you like betting Thursday night games, this is a teaser and a half pick right here. Right? Throwing yeah. the Ravens in there and bringing them down all the way to two and a half, then you get the field goal. So it's a teaser Rooney in regard to the Ravens. I don't know. I, it, it's just they haven't blown anybody out, man. They, if you watch that Minnesota game last week, I, hell, they, they should have lost that game. So, I mean, the Vikings were up a ton. Yep. I'm going to go Baltimore, though. I don't believe in the Dolphins in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, I don't uh, either. I, I I hate picking the Dolphins in this spot. I just it's tough to pick against the Ravens. If it's going to be rainy, that means Lamar Jackson's going to run. If Lamar Jackson's going to run, I don't want to ever bet against him. He's he's very good. He's I just read he was on pace to break his his rushing record that he owns. Oh, the one from a couple of years ago. Yeah, I haven't, yeah. I haven't followed it because it's kind of a screwy year with all these stats. I, you know, when Cooper Cup is leading the league and. Receiving everything's just a little disjointed. He's very good, though. Who, who is that? Copper, uh, Copper, Cop, Cooper. Cop, oh sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Well, well, yeah. It doesn't matter who it was. Cup is good, and uh, Lamar Jackson is also good. He's had a, yeah. a nice return to form after a very lackluster twenty twenty. That is uh, Lamar Jackson there. Stafford, Stafford made Cup who he is, and Lamar Jackson is going to be in the league for two more years, and then he's done. Uh yeah, I, I he I, it's just going to come back to form, right? I mean, it's going to be a regression to the mean. You're you're not going to be able to continue. That's what I mean. He'll be he'll be an okay quarterback for a long time, but he'll never be able to continue on one one crazy ACL, MCL, PCL, Achilles injury, and he's done. Right. 
I'm with you. Uh, anyway, we spent way too long talking about the Dolphins here, and, and we're kind of running long here. So, all right, uh, you're taking the Ravens. I'm taking the Dolphins. Next up is going to be the start of the 1 o'clock games. The Bucks are going to be road favorites against the Washington football team. They're favored by 10 points in this one. 51 is the over-under. The Sharps coming in on the football team, and the tickets and money hefty on the Buccaneers. So uh, 79% of the tickets, 89% of the money. So I uh, this was a snap pick. I took the Bucks. 10 is a lot of points for sure, but I have no faith that Washington football team can do anything. I hadn't taken Washington. I'm, I'm not going to bet on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they're not going to have Gronkowski, they're not going to have Antonio Brown, they're not going to have Chris Godwin. Yes, I know. A lot of injuries going into this one, but it's just the Washington football team, what have they done? Their defense they're, isn't really good, and their quarterback their rush defense. Their rush defense, actually, I read, is like top 10. Uh, I, well, I have I have it all here. Uh, well, I, I can do DVOA. I can't do the other one. But uh, Washington's defense right now is bop, 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 30th. They are 31st against the pass. And look at that. Chris, you were right there at 10th in the rush. Yeah. So they can stop the run, and they can't stop much else. So if Fournette, if they can't get Fournette going, or Ronald Jones, or whomever they want to they choose to put out there. Big Mike I, Evans. Big Mike Evans day. Is going to be a big Mike. I, I picked up their their the fourth stringer, third stringer guy because I have Godwin. I have to start this. I don't even know the guy's name. I think it's Tyler something. I, I have no clue. That's what <laughs> I, I mean. not followed that's, that, their that's, depth chart past the uh, the big three, four. That's it. Well, guys. Brady's got Brady's to throw the ball somewhere. It's true that. So you're going to go with Washington. I'm going with Tampa Bay. The Steelers are going to be a home favorite here. This is going to be a lot of chalk this week because it's a lot of home favorites and the tickets and the money are on the favorites as well. But the Steelers are going to be a home favorite to the Detroit Lions coming off of a bye. Steelers favored by nine here. Over under is 42 and a half points. These two teams also don't like to cover. They're 5, 10, and 1 against the over under. Uh, against the over, that is. The Sharps are going to come in on the Lions. The tickets are going to come in on the Lions by 69%. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And then the money is going to be in on the Steelers at 78%. So I picked the Lions. Uh, I I like the Steelers to win this game. Nine points is too much. The Lions keep screwing me. Uh, But whatever. I'm uh, going to take them on the bye here to at least not lose by nine points. I took Pittsburgh, but this game, this game screams tease. Uh, yes, I, I love the tease. Although it only gets it down to the three, not under the three, but uh, yeah. Oh, I have it at I have it at eight and a half. What do you got? What's the current uh, line? Nine, I, whatever. Oh. yeah, I like it a lot more at eight and a half than I do at nine. Yeah. Uh, any any eight and a half spread or. 12 and a half spread, I love because you can bring it to a touchdown and you can bring it to a field goal. Those are my favorite. Right, for sure. Uh, yeah, this would be a, uh, this would be, there are a lot of tease games this week um, with these spreads because, like I said, they have five du- double digit spreads and there are a lot that are on the higher end as well. Well, maybe not a lot, but one, two. Uh, there are two other ones that are close to the double digit. So, anyway, you're going to take the Steelers. I am going to take the Lions. 
the Patriots we talked about. So the Colts are the next one on the board. Colts are home versus the Jags. Colts are a 10.5-point favorite. Over-under is 47.5 points. The Sharps are in on the Jags. The tickets and the money are in on the Colts. Money big on the Colts at 93% as of right now. I took the Colts. I couldn't figure this out because the Colts were favored by 12 or 13 points against the Jets last week, correct? And that being the case, the Jaguars only being a, a being a only being being a ten and a half point favorite, while the Jets were thirteen uh, or whatever, didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So I took the Colts. So Colts are ten and a half. One of the one of those oh, teams. Oh, sorry, that I didn't are, mean to cut you off. No, I just they're one of those teams that I I every week I don't know which way to go. Like Carson Wentz actually looks good. Then Carson Wentz looked. Horrible. Then Carson Wentz looked good, and Jonathan Taylor's finally coming around. They wouldn't have covered last week if uh, Josh Johnson didn't throw that interception late in the game because they were going in there for a score. So they were up so many points that wouldn't have mattered. They were up forty-five to ten. I know, or whatever the hell it was. They came back in it. That's why I picked them here. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna take Indy with the ten and a half. I'm not comfortable with this game. I, I don't I don't really think I'm gonna use it anywhere, but Well it's just the Colts getting ten and a half points for uh, getting double digit spreads two weeks in a row. It just blows my mind. I mean they're well, playing th- better, it's just I think they're they're basing this off of the other team having yes, a it's a, a reflection of the game. Jets and the Jags. Right. Having let down game based off of how well they played last week. That's like the Bills being double digit favorites again when the past two weeks they've looked horrible. Right. Well, we'll get to that game in a second. You're going to go with the Colts here, as am I. The yeah. Cowboys are the next home favorite, double digit favorite, that is. They're favored by 10 over the Atlanta Falcons. 55 is the over under. Sharps coming in on the Falcons. The tickets and the money are on the Cowboys. Money more so than the tickets. I ended up taking the Cowboys. 10's a lot of points. Wasn't enough for me here. I actually took the Falcons. I, I have it at 9.5. I mean, it's 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 all over the place across the board. It's 8, 9.5, 8.5, 10 in some places. Um, at 9.5... I'd prefer 10, but at 9.5, which I wrote down earlier today, I'm going to take the Falcons based off of how well they played last week against the Saints. And, I mean, look, they're what, 4-4 four and four or 5-4, and four, something like that? Yeah, they're not terrible. I think 4-4, four and four, if I'm not mistaken. I, they're, they're okay. They're not, they're not the worst team in the NFL, nor are they the best. I think that they have something working with Patterson and Pitts and whomever else they want to throw in there, but... Matt Ryan wins games. I, I, Cowboys look so bad. They're blatantly not going to look that bad again. That, that probably well, is that's, the worst. That's part of the reason me taking them in the 10 points is that I think it's going to be the get-right game, if you will. Everybody Cowboys. talked. Cowboys right. are a Everybody good team. Talked. I'm sorry. I, They're very good. They had the ball. It was 0-0. They had the ball two times in Denver's territory in the first quarter, first like 10 minutes of the game. And they couldn't get it in. They went for they two fourth downs. They couldn't convert. So uh, that game's way different. Had they converted any of that, so 
I'm with you. I think the Cowboys are going to win, but I don't think that, that they're good enough to win by 10 points. All right, fair enough. The Titans will be the next game up. They're going to take on the Saints in Tennessee. Titans favored by three. 44.5 is the over-under. Sharps in on the Saints, the tickets, and the money on the Titans, but barely in regards to the money. It's almost 50-50 split. Who are you going to take here? I like Tennessee. I think they found a little groove, and I think New Orleans is kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. They're still trying to find their way. They're a good team, good defense, but as you can see, their offense is in flux, and if Kamara's banged up, yeah, he, he obviously was injured this week. That was been the news out of New Orleans in regard to their practice week. Right. I don't think this line reflects the Kamara injury. Because no, definitely not. If he doesn't play, this isn't even a question. Well, I am assuming that Kamara is playing, and I actually was on the other side. So I took New Orleans in this one. I thought they were going to be a live dog. Their defense is really good. Granted, they're on the road. Uh, the Titans have played very well. I, I got to give them credit, but they really have just, I mean, they've been knocking it out of the park every single week here. And there's got to be some, there's got to be a bump in the road. I think the Saints defense could be that bump in the road. Uh, although their offense obviously leads something to be desired. If Kamara isn't in there, then it really leaves something to be desired. But as it is right now, I'm factoring Kamara's in there and I'm going to take the Saints. That They are... The, the Saints are the weirdest team in regards to their standings. They beat good teams and lose to terrible teams. Well, because their defense is solid and their offense is completely potluck. Right? I mean, outside of Kamara. I just, I can't. They beat the Packers, lost to the Panthers. Beat the Patriots, lost to the Giants. Beat the, the Redskins, a uh, f- football team, Beat the Seahawks, beat the Bucks, and then lose to the Falcons. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. So I, that's kind of the reason I'm taking them here. It, it, I, I just got to get a dog some in, in somewhere here. I guess they can beat a good team, but I, I really like Tennessee. I, I like Tennessee so much. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna lay some money straight on them this week. I, I they're rolling, man. Oh, there you go. I actually have the Saints in a money dog, uh, money dog parlay. So we will get to that shortly. The final one o'clock game is the Bills in New York facing off against the Jets. Jets a home dog here. Bills favored by 13 points. Man, big spread. Like you were mentioning earlier, the over under is 47 and a half. The sharps have not taken a side. The tickets and the money are in on the Bills. Who are you going to take? Does a 13 points scare you off? I, this is another line that just keeps moving. It was at 13 and a half, 12 and a half. Now it's down to 11 on DraftKings. Uh, I'm going to, if it keeps going, I'm just going to wait till it gets even lower and just take the bills. I, they've been horrible. And everybody, all professional analysts keep, I'm going to listen to them more than I'm going to listen to my own head. And they keep saying the bills, are going to get it right, and I the Jets aren't good. Jets are not good, and that's why I took the Bills. The Jets' defense is fucking putrid, and I, this whole game, I, you haven't heard New York radio, but it has been nothing but Mike White. Mike White, Mike White, and Mike White. And I'm sorry, I know he had a good game. He looked okay for like the 30 seconds that he played last week. But, you know, you're predicating them staying in this game on Mike White having a monster game and the Bills 
not having a bounce back game here. I don't know. I just I think the Bills are better than last week. Last week was a, a brutal to watch. They just didn't look good. But I'm I'm going to take the Bills. 13 points is so many points, but I'm going to take it here because I really don't like the Jets. Mike Wade could I, But you could go on DraftKings and get it for 11 right now. You're going to take that and be happy with it. Yeah, I take 11 over 13 for sure. But in I, regards I, here, I'm, nine and a, I'm quoting it, it as 13. I'm quoting yeah, it as right. 13. All right, fine. Uh, I'm still taking the Bills. Okay. So that brings us to the 4 o'clock games. Chargers hosting the Vikings. Chargers favored by 3. 53.5 is the over-under. 62% of the tickets like the Chargers. 73% of the money like the Chargers. The Sharps have not taken an angle. Uh, I am going to hop on the Chargers here. Yeah, me too. I, I don't know why. This is another game that's very tough to call. Well, the, Viking, almost, the Vikings stay in these games and they blow it every single week. So, right. what so would this, change this, here? This screams tease on the Vikings. Throw the throw six on top and make it a nine point spread and let them lose by a touchdown. Yes, I looked at I looked at the Minnesota at nine, um, but ultimately I think I like just taking the Chargers flat, taking the Chargers parlay three. Yeah. So that's how I was looking at it. But all right, so we're both in on the Chargers on that one. The next game, we'll see the Panthers, who we talked about a long time ago, not going with Cam Newton, even though they signed him. But they are going to go with P.J. Walker this week because Sam Darnold is out with his broken shoulder, whatever the hell it is. Anyway, they are going to be a road dog here. Cardinals, even with all their injuries, are going to be favored by 10.5 at home. The over-under is 44 points. The Sharps coming in on the Panthers. The tickets also coming in on the Panthers. The money likes the Cardinals. These two teams also don't hit their overs that much. They're six and twelve combined. So, uh, but forty-four points is not a lot of points. So I don't know if that actually has any kind of relative meaning in this game. Uh, I I am going to go Panthers here in this one. The ten and a half is just too much for me. <laughs> I don't look. You're down your number one wide receiver, your number one running back, your number one quarterback, and defensive players, and you're still ten point favorites over the Panthers. Yeah, I, that's I, that's how little Vegas thinks of Carolina. Well, that's how little they think of PJ Walker, right? So yes, so, I'm going to take the car. I'm going to take the Cardinals. Yep, I, I knew that was coming. The Broncos will be hosting the Eagles, and the Broncos will be a home favorite by just a smidge, two and a half in this one, over under 45 and a half. The tickets are almost split. Uh, they're basically split, and then the money likes the Broncos a little bit. Who do you like in this one? I, I guarantee you you're picking the Eagles. <laughs> right? You, you are. Of course. Yeah, of course you are picking the Eagles. Fucking Eagles. I, I picked the Broncos in this one. I, I, I wanted to pick the Eagles, and I, I mean, it's just a coin flip. I don't, I don't Nick Sirianni. Teddy, Teddy covers. Done, Teddy covers. Nick Sirianni has done such a bad job with that Philadelphia team. He's done show. such a bad job. Oh, He's horrible. So bad. That team has so much talent. and, and he They should have won a bunch did. of these games. Had they won a bunch of these games, I would have picked the Eagles, and I, I just have no faith in them at all. They, they really do. They really know how to just... Screw up, but constantly. I look. The Broncos are in the Raiders division. I hate the Broncos. I, I, I there's nothing about that team I like. I I look at their colors in disgust. <laughs> now, now you're now you're really getting in in, in your feelings here. 
I know. I, I'm going to go Eagles, regardless yeah, of regardless of loving the Giants and the Eagles being in the Giants division. I I just don't care about yeah, the Yeah, you secretly so. love the Eagles. Enough of that shit. The Packers are going to be hosting <laughs> the Seahawks. We talked about that game earlier. So then we end up going to Sunday Night Football, where the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be in Las Vegas taking on your Raiders at the, at the Death Star. Chiefs road favorites here, two and a half points. 52 is the over-under. Sharps are going to like the Raiders here in this spot. The tickets and the money love the Chiefs. So, again, early. It's a Sunday night game, but that's where the money and the tickets are as of right now. Are you going against your Raiders or with them here? Remember, the Chiefs don't cover. Chiefs are terrible. Bottom of the barrel. Chiefs really are the worst. Two and seven this year. The only team worse than them is the Washington football team at one and seven. They're 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 the pits too. I uh, I don't know. I I in my we have a football pool at work where you have to pick a winner. You don't have to pick spreads. You just pick each yeah, game. Yeah, right. I got I got you. And I know okay. I pick I pick the Raiders in the pool. But I think I'm gonna pick the Chiefs when I when it comes down to betting. Yeah, I, join me. I'm I'm picking the Chiefs. I'll take the loss again. Ride I or die. These are horrible games. It's like picking the Giants versus the Raiders. You made fun of me last week for picking the Giants, and then the Giants won. And they shouldn't have because the Giants were terrible. And the only Giants reason were terrible. they were terrible. The, the only were reason worse. that's the point, right? The only reason that they won that game was that the the Raiders were worse, and that's why I took the Chiefs here. I. I I don't. I'm sorry. They they were so bad last week that they're going to come home now and what you get Deshaun Jackson in the fold and you're going to get a get right game at home. No way. I I think the Chiefs mop up on them this week, and the Chiefs have not played good. Mahomes doesn't look good. The the Raiders have been the better football team until last week. Last week scared the wits out of me picking this game. They lost to the Bears. They lost to the to the Giants, and they lost to Chiefs. Almost lost to the Giants too. I mean that you know that game was close. I don't remember our third loss, but it wasn't good. Who did we lose to? The Chargers. That we got smoked by the Chargers. Yeah, it was a Monday night game. No, smoked. I think yeah. it was a Monday night. That was the Lightning game. They had a delay. Yeah, it was twenty-one nothing before we finally started. That playing. was the last game, if I'm not mistaken, that your boy uh, Arnett played. Oh, I could have been. He's horrible too. <laughs> well, They're now he's close. gone. Sayonara. You do know they, that, right? You, they you, might be the worst drafting team in the history of the NFL. Maybe the Browns, but the Raiders are a close second. Have you seen the? Have you yes. seen the Instagram video? Yeah. I mean, has who who hasn't seen the video? It, a ph- phenomenal gun, though. I mean, he's got the drums on it. I mean, he's got uh, plenty of ammo on that sucker. Plenty of ammo just, on that. That was a, that was the Khalil Mack trade, by the way. That was I, that was the year yeah. of the Khalil Mack trade. Those guys are all gone. They're not even going to be a team. I they, like the Raiders are just going to dissipate and just disappear. 
don't know. Anyway, all right. So you're taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs. You know, screw the Raiders. Uh, you know, next year is going to be a new year. If you pull off anything this year, uh, all the credit to you because it really has been a completely effing crazy year for the Raiders. But that leaves one game left for us to talk about. And wait, 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 wait. Are you? How many years of Derek Carr being bad do we okay, being okay do we have to go through before they change quarterbacks? Like how many more years do you think he has left? Uh, in Oakland. I don't, Oakland I, in Las Vegas. I, I mean, I think this is it. I think this year is going to it's going to be a complete washeroo in several cities this year and I think Vegas is one of them. I have a feeling that the Giants could be, depending on how the back half of their season is, the Raiders is a guarantee. I mean, it's going to be a new GM. It's going to be a new coach. That's going to be a wash, right? I, I could see Philadelphia. Well, Philadelphia, they, they, their GM's okay. I, I could see Sirianni being a, a one-and-done coach, though. Uh, but I, I don't know. If there's a new regime in Las Vegas, I think that car's done. If it's the same regime, maybe they stick with him one more year. I don't know. I don't no know. Way. I think he's done. But anyway, so that's it. Uh, let, let's stop talking about that game. We got one game left, and that game is going to be Monday Night Football, where Odell Beckham will probably not be in pads this week, but his Rams will be. And they'll be facing off against the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. This is going to be another home dog. Rams favored in San Fran by four points. The over-under is 49 points. Sharps like the uh, 49ers here early. The money also likes 49ers early. And then the tickets are big time on the Rams. Again, a Monday night game, so what does it really matter? There's plenty of time between now and then. But anyway, uh, Rams favored by four here. I took the Rams. Um, The 49ers... Suck. Garoppolo sucks. The organization is in a bad spot here with this whole Garoppolo versus Lance thing. Shanahan has not looked good in two years. I I know he's an offensive genius, but it just hasn't come together. Everything else has fallen apart. The defense should be a whole lot better. They lost Sala last year. I don't know if that has any impact of it, but I, you know, this 49er team, I don't know how you get behind this 49er team. So I took the Rams. Yeah, I don't really need to repeat everything you just said, but I I love that the spread keeps going down. It's it was at three at some point today. Uh, I mean, I I think four is a gift. Three is a is a Christmas gift. Yeah. So I, I take it by your lack of. I, I just, what do you want me to say? Rams are going to win. Okay. The yeah. 49ers are horrible. I, I don't need you to say anything. Just give me an acknowledgement that it, it's over for you and you're, you're done talking about it. Done. done. Okay, good. Well, anyway, that's it. That's all of the games for the week. And let's talk where the money's going. Fourth down. And I will let you go here, sir. You can kick it off. Why don't we do our super picks to start it off? Give me your top five for the week. Yes, sir. I am pulling back up my other picks. All right. Well, while uh, you do that, 
I'll go. I am doing the Chargers, the Rams. I'm taking all the Los Angeles teams. I'm going to take the Colts there and that big monster spread against the Jags because the Jags suck. I'm going to take Carolina and that 10.5-point spread. And then I'm taking Denver. Uh, I'm going to take Denver here because I, I hate the Eagles. So I think it's a good spot. Two and a half at home for Denver. Wacky five, but those are my five. Yeah, all right. Uh, I got Baltimore. Ravens. Uh, yeah, I liked it much more at seven and a half, but I'll accept the eight and a half. Accept uh, it, bitch. Yeah, I like Tennessee. Yep. Laying the points. And then I got Seattle plus three and a half. KC minus two and a half. And the Rams minus four. Yeah, we're both on the Rams there. Okay, so the over-under games for the week. I am going to go with Green Bay, Seattle, under 49.5. Like I said earlier, those two teams never hit their overs. 49.5 isn't that many points, but I think it's probably enough that I could see you know, I, Seattle being a little slow to get going with Wilson coming back. So I'm going to go under there. And then Tampa Bay, Washington football team is 51 points. I'm taking the under there. I'm sorry. I can't figure that spread out for the life of me. I, unless they just think that, I, you know, the Bucks are going to score a ton and Washington's going to score a ton. But I, I just think that game's going to be under 51. So those are my two. I think that's going to be a shootout, to be honest. I'm, I'm on the opposite yeah, end of opposite that. End. But... Uh, I'm going to take Atlanta and Dallas, and I'm going to go under the 54 and a half. Okay. I didn't even I didn't even see what it was updated to tonight, but that's a lot of points. It is a lot of points. I mean, those two teams do score a lot of points. I, Cowboys defense is is good enough though to keep it down. I would imagine. People are jacking it up. It was started at 51 and a half. It's up to 54 and a half. I like the under. Uh, Cowboys, I think, are going to win. Like I said, they'll win by a touchdown, but I can't see a 35-28 football game. Just, I don't see it. All right. Um, and the other game I like, sorry, is the, uh, the over in the Kansas City-Las Vegas game. That is going to be a shootout. Both well, it was defenses. last year, right? Or was that two years ago yes. they had that monster game? That was last year, no? Monster. It was like 45-40 to 40 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was something nuts. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I could see that game uh, because neither of those teams play defense. So, no, no. So, those are my two over unders for the week. All right. The Survivor Knockout is the next game up for us. Survivor, I took the Bucks. I have not taken them yet. They will beat the Washington football team. Knockout, I am taking the Vikings here to lose against the Chargers on the road. Uh, I'm going to do Survivor with the Steelers. Pittsburgh, that's a good bet. Yep. And my knockout is the Browns. Ooh. A, I mean, if you want to knock out the Browns, this would be a spot, right? Because yeah. they're they're on the road against a good New England team. So it's dicey. It could go both ways. I've tried that several times this year, and I have lost. I have not done good with my uh, survivor knockout picks this year at all. I did way better last year, but so it goes. So next up, then will be all of our parlays and teasers. This is what it's all about, everybody. This is about the money. The money! Uh, well, you know, not my money. My, my money, half of it's gone in the toilet. So, uh, let's go with you. What are you going to do to kick it off here? You're playing with all about right, so 3400 bucks. Yeah, uh, I'm going to do a $50 money line parlay. 
Yep. And it's going to be with four teams this week instead of three. Oh, playing with fire. And I'm going to do the Chargers, the Eagles, mm -hmm. the Seahawks, and the Rams. L.A. teams. The two L.A. teams. I have both of them as my super contest picks, so I'm with you. Yep. So that's going to be 50 to win 670. And then I'm going to use those same teams in $100 tees, four-team $100 tees to pay 360. That's the Chargers plus three, the Eagles plus eight and a half, the Seahawks plus nine and a half, and the Rams plus two. Sure. Makes sense. Correlate yep. and those. And the only... The only other thing I'm going to do this week is I'm going to take 100 bucks straight up and I'm going to lay it on Tennessee at two and a half. Yeah, you said that earlier that you like Tennessee in that spot. I do. I do. I think the Saints are just, their offense is in such flux. And then the second I read that Kamara's banged up, I'm all over Tennessee. <laughs> all right. Well, oddly enough, that's going to be my first bet is going to be a money line parlay here where I went with Philadelphia, I went with New Orleans, and then I took Tampa Bay. So I took two dogs, and then I took a favorite. I put 50 bucks on that one. Uh, like I said, New Orleans without Kamara is going to kind of shoot that bet uh, up into pieces, but I'm hoping that he goes. And I just thought that Philly and New Orleans were live dogs there. And even though I did pick Denver as one of my super contest picks, the idea here is to put something on the line that gets a multiplier and can juice your bankroll a little bit. So the other parlay that I have, I took New England because I love New England. I, I've been on them for a couple of weeks now. They're starting to look good. And the two and a half against the Browns. And then I took the Chargers against the Vikings. Two home teams with small spreads against teams that I do not think, uh, you know, I mean, the Browns have definitely performed better than I give them the credit for. But they do have that implosion factor there. And then the Vikings, I mean, they screw up every single week. And the Chargers are at home and only got to win by three. They're a better coach team. I'm sorry, give me Staley over over Zimmer. Even though Staley, this is whatever, his first year. I, I mean, Zimmer, enough of that guy. You know, sayonara. Change the regime there. Get rid of him because enough is enough in Minnesota. So that was my two-team parlay, New England Chargers. And then I have one teaser. I had Tampa Bay and Dallas both at four, and then I couldn't figure out what to do with the other leg of this. I had Indianapolis for a second at four and a half, and then I changed it around, and I'm going to go with Baltimore in tonight's game at two and a half. So I took Baltimore and brought them down to the under field goal, uh, thinking that that was the better way to go than Indianapolis. You know, I, I know I picked Indianapolis at the 10 for one of my super picks, so I should love them at the four and a half. But screwing around with that Baltimore spread, I think I was more comfortable with that. So I did uh, Baltimore there with Dallas and Tampa Bay for that teaser. And that was it for mine. So uh, I didn't do a straight bet. I did that New England one last week. I probably should do it again here because I, I, I do like New England there at home with a two and a half. But I'm going to uh, lay off. So that's it for me. I got 200 on the line. It looks like you've got 250 on the line. Yep, you know it. And we'll see where it goes. You, you've got to start moving again, buddy. You, you've been floating around here at the uh, the triple mark. For, I know. For I got to gotta make. I got. That's why I went with this four team money line parlay. This will be a nice hit if I can get this because that's that's another grand in the pocket. 
All right. Well, we will see, and then I will talk to you next week. I will be returning on Sunday morning, give the update of the spreads and all of the tickets and money pool numbers, along with any injuries that might happen, and I will talk to you, however, here on this, either next Wednesday or Thursday, whenever we can fit it in the schedule. So... All the best to the uh, wifey and my godson down there, and I will talk to you, uh, you know, shortly, sometime this week for sure. You got it. Adios. All right. Peace out, everybody. Enjoy your week tens and your weekends and all that good stuff. Uh, Audi 5000. Talk to you later.